I think better wearing lipstick. You're welcome. What was that? You're welcome. With Hillary Rushford. Say it again. You're welcome. In advance. My sweet friend, can I be honest that I do not think I would know what hot girl summer is if it wasn't for Instagram. And I don't know, is this the first year that hot girl summer is so pervasive? I mean, I guess it's really just the same thing as the story that we're always told about our bikini body, beach body, you know, swimsuit season. It's not like it's this new novel concept. I think it's just a new phrase. But I, it's just the newest example where I'm like, if it wasn't for this specific community that I exist in, which happens to be Instagram, like, I have a feeling Jeremy doesn't know what Hot Girl Summer is. I should have asked him. But I'm just guessing. He's like, what is that? I mean, obviously, you can deduce. But if I said, is this popping up all over your Instagram? He'd be like, no, definitely not. Um, and... It just makes me aware, as I similarly shared a few weeks ago on Instagram stories, I was like, by the way, I am not shopping the Nordstrom sale. Um, If it wasn't for Instagram stories, I wouldn't even know that there was a Nordstrom sale. But because of Instagram, it seems like everyone is obsessed with the Nordstrom sale. As you know, I follow very few people on Instagram. Some of them are activists. Some of them are travel accounts. So for me to see that much mention of the Nordstrom sale is really saying something because so many of the accounts I follow, it would not talk about it that I could not believe how inundated I was with it. Now, granted, I realize that I am sort of perpetuating this with Hot Girl Summer by even talking about it now. So it's hard to comment on something with not adding to it. But I've kind of been having the feeling we're joking so much about Hot Girl Summer with different memes on spins on it and how to reclaim it. And I love that feminist tree frame. And simultaneously, I'm like, okay, but we are also saying the phrase hot girl summer so many times that is it not simultaneously having the uh, inverse effect. So anyways, today I want to share vulnerably about where I'm at in my body right now, but it is in no way associated with hot girl summer. (laughs) just happens to be something coincidentally that is happening. I also personally don't really feel like it's tied to COVID. Um, Maybe it's age. Maybe it's just the season of my life that I've been in. But for you, if this is tied to summer, if this is tied to COVID, no worries. But for me, this really is a timeless, perennial conversation and moment that we all find ourselves in at some point. My personal scenario at this time is I have gained an inch on my waist. Now, you may not be aware of the inches on your body. It just so happens I had taken my measurements for something, I think around a year, year and a half ago. I had saved them in my notes app and then I took them again for something recently and went back to that and noticed, oh, I've, my other measurements are the same, but I've gained about an inch around my waist, like that smallest part of your waist. I would guess for me, that's probably like five pounds. You know, it's a, a small body change where you wouldn't necessarily notice it. You're not, it's not like none of my clothes fit, though I do find the occasional thing that's tight. It just kind of sneaks up on you over time. And then maybe you have a moment where you're like, oh, a lot of these clothes aren't fitting. Or, oh, I took my measurement. Or, oh, I stepped in the scale, whatever it is for you. And I took it as such a celebratory moment of my growth and evolution 
As someone who professionally explores what makes women feel beautiful and is writing a book on the topic, that upon realizing this, my genuine first thought was, do I care about this? Or rather, do I care about trying to change this? Do I care about losing this itch? It felt like such a huge mindset and maturity moment that my first thought was not, how can I lose that? But do I want to lose that? I just really hope that you will have some conversations, do some journaling, do some walking, talking to yourself about just that very simple idea of when I notice something about my body has changed, um, you know, f- for the worse, so to speak, quote unquote, uh, or that I I don't prefer or that I don't love, the small shift of just noticing or just catching the immediate assumption that that needs to be fixed, that the body is always a project, that as soon as we see something we don't like, we should change it, as opposed to, do I do I want to change that? And really the question for me, the core question is, am I sure I would be happier with the energy I would put towards the outcome? Am I sure I would be happier with the energy I'm putting towards the outcome? Because if you could snap your fingers, sure. I mean, lots of things would make us happy or happier. Would you be happier if you had a bigger house? Would you be happier if you had fuller hair? Would you be happier if you had the very expensive dress? There's plenty of things that we could say you know, we, we talked a couple weeks ago about how smart our brains are. So of course your brain, if you stop at, am I sure I would be happier, would be like, yes, <laughs> I want to be skinnier. I want to be younger. I want to be hotter. I want to whatever all the things are. But, and and the reality is we actually might not even be happier at that place. That's a next level conversation that we can have because I can give you a myriad example of celebrities who are like, I was my most miserable when I was at my thinnest. You know, I was so much less happy when I was younger and hotter and skinnier than I am today. But let's even go with, it would definitely make me happy. Even if we're just going to be like, oh, I'm sure it would. But in real life, sans magic genie, sans fairy godmother, where poof, it happens, anything that we want to change means we will put effort into that and simultaneously or thus not into others. At this point, I feel that my AP economics teacher from high school would be very proud of me for retaining the principle of cost-benefit or trade-off that I learned in his class. Mr. Johnson. Mr. Smith. Mr. Johnson was history. Mr. Smith was AP economics. So anyways, weight is such a common thought for all of us that I really want us to use it as an example today to consider Everything that goes into losing X pounds or inches, whatever your metric is, whatever your amount is. The first one that comes to mind for me when I say, what would be the cost benefit of this? What would the trade-off be is time. My first thought that my mind goes to for how would I make my waist a little smaller, I think it's working out. It would be sweating and burning calories because for me, I already eat fairly well. So that doesn't to me feel like 
that's where my shift would come from because I'm already eating fairly well and I'm not moving my body at all. That feels like it's where the, you know, greater bang for your buck comes from. So let's say that I start investing in that. Where is that time going now? The time that I'm going to start to put into exercising. And again, this applies to whatever the goal is in your life. I just think that we've all had these times when we've considered the weight part. Where is that time going right now? So during the day, I write and I work on my business from about nine to four most days. Then I research or do reading for the book that I'm writing, usually for a few hours in the evening after work and heavily on weekends. So that takes me up until around like, you know, seven or eight, where I allow myself some leisure time to watch a TV show, have dinner with my husband, get ready for bed and get to bed on time. In the morning before we're getting to work around nine, I am doing a lot of journaling. I'm still often reading or researching for the book during that time, but I'm also journaling and praying and really making sure that I stay in a good mental health place while I'm writing. And I'm getting a full night of sleep and I'm doing some, you know, I'm seeing friends or I'm going on a date with my husband to make sure that I'm resting in the midst of this big project of writing a book because I really want to create the true narrative that hustle doesn't equal getting more done, that it doesn't have to be miserable in order to do something like reading a book. I'm just having this really healthy, productive, really positive situation all across the board. So I don't immediately see where this time is going to go. And I can say to myself, well, okay, but it's only 30 minutes. I mean, you know, you're like, it's, it's, it's so small. There's got to be time for that in there. Okay, but realistically, even if this was a 30-minute workout, which I then would probably have to like do a little bit more research into, am I really going to burn enough calories in 30 minutes, et cetera? But let's even say that I niche it down to that 30-minute workout realistically, we're still probably talking an hour, right? By the time I put on my clothes, by the time I set up my YouTube and I set up my spot and I get myself some water and I do it and then I change clothes and whatever, we're probably talking like an hour of time. So where, let's say that's five days a week. Where are those five hours coming from? Am I going to take five hours less research a week? I'm like, you know what? I'll start doing that at four o'clock every day. But then I can think about, you know, I have quite a few books that I'm trying to get through in a set amount of weeks because I have a deadline for my manuscript because I da 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 So there's a lot of dominoes that go into that. And I think that that really clear container, which I will say, <laughs> creating the Elegant Excellence Goals Journal three years ago is what gave me so much of this wisdom that the way I structure my life now, I am really able to see all those pros and cons. The way that I know how to lay out a project like my book and to be able to be realistic about the time that it takes me to track the time that it takes me. If you have the Elegant Excellence Goals Journal for 2021, please watch the workshops that are the the bonuses, the master classes that I've done, everything that is on your membership site. These I've given so much teaching on this because it's been so powerful for me that I can actively say, 
Five hours over six weeks, 30 less hours to research for the book, I think that's going to get me behind where I want to be. I don't think that I have those hours to give and it allows me to acknowledge there is a true cost benefit. And I can say when I am 90 years old, will I be more proud that I wrote a brilliant book or that I have a one inch smaller waist? Heck, in one year, will I be more proud that I have this great book that is off to the publisher or coming out to print or whatever it is, as opposed to a smaller waist? I mean, even today, today, do I feel more accomplished at the end of the day that I've moved forward my book than if I was on my way to losing five pounds. And so which I think you can play with those different time signatures. Maybe for you thinking about the legacy at the end of your life is powerful. Maybe it's a little bit shorter term, like a year from now when I'm choosing between my goals, what do I want to be true? And it also can be down to today on a really granular level. What do I feel more proud of myself for having made happen? So that's the time component, which is really clear and big. And I think for so many of us, we just don't acknowledge the true trade-offs, especially when it comes to something like losing weight, because it feels like it's under the category of it's, it's healthy. It's wise. I should want to do this. I should feel bad if I'm not doing this. So then we convince ourselves there must be some way to squeeze it in which there is, but we just have to give up something else. And I think that we just historically are not great at being clear at that, which again is so much the value of the Elegant Excellence Goals Journals, to be totally honest. But it's also not just those five hours for working out. Because I will start overanalyzing my food intake. And that is a lot of time that is hard to account for. If you do that now or have in the past, you will know on a visceral level what I mean. When you are thinking ahead to what are you going to eat? What are you going to order at that restaurant? What are you going to eat when you get into bed? During eating, should I finish this? Should I take less bites of that after eating? Did I overeat? Did I eat the wrong thing? Between eating, planning to eat, when am I going to eat again? Am I hungry? If I'm hungry, should I give into it? Pondering which is higher in calories. Should I order this? Should I order that? Balancing out, was I good enough there? Can I splurge there, pondering if I should stop, should I like push the plate away, but then pondering if I'll be hungry if I do it, to what extent do I need to give myself calories, and if I'm starting to work out more, and then I eat too little, is it going to be counterintuitive? I mean, oh my gosh, friend. (laughs) I just, that, that feels so visceral to me from so many years of being unhappy in my body and wanting to lose weight that's so much time. It is so much time. What else will I get to think about because I'm not thinking about that? Now, that might seem foreign to you. Maybe you think about that all day, all the time. I will tell you, and I'm not proclaiming like, I've got the answer, but I used to be like that and I am no longer like that. I eat healthy. I eat like 80% clean. I 80% gluten-free, dairy-free, but I, but I have dessert and I have cocktails and I have pizza and like, it just, it's, 
I have such a healthy balance with it now that I really have not paid attention to what I eat in probably a decade, like on a real obsessive level, aside from occasional times when like I was first doing gluten-free or another time and like right after, so right after Jeremy and I like started dating maybe, or there was some time when I just noticed my clothes were fitting tighter. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm just overdoing it. I just, I wasn't eating in healthy moderation anymore. We were like splurging so often. And I just had to kind of bring it back in. So I go through little stages, but it's so attainable and feasible because it is healthy so much of the time. But oh my gosh, when I think about how much time I used to spend for years when I was so unhappy in my body, that is, it. that time is hard to uh, not is that time is hard to account for, but I have to believe that there is copious hours that I am thinking about my my spiritual life, my mental health, my marriage, my friendships, the book, creativity, how to help my students, podcast topics, just so many more things that I wouldn't have the hours for because I'm going to be thinking about what I'm eating. And then the third part is that furthermore, I'm missing out on the joy and the ease around that. That I realized for me, I would be cutting out. I'm not going to do any alcohol. I'm not going to do any dessert. I'm not going to do any pizza. And as I said, I don't eat like that all the time. But I am aware that when if I was to really go on an extended campaign without all of that, I am saying those things that naturally bring me joy and that when I have in moderation are fine for me and I have a healthy relationship with. This isn't about admitting that, you know, you you truly are 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 binge eating or you have, you know, you are you are overly reliant on alcohol. I'm saying I have a light, easy, healthy relationship with these things. So I would be saying I'm not going out to 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 date nights. I'm not going out, you know, with with friends. We can't go get drinks. Like there's so much that I would be trying to weigh on an ongoing basis. Oh, these friends invited us over for dinner, but I don't really know what they're gonna cook. So should I say no to that for the sake of the inch? Or should I like change my mind today that the inch is not the priority and instead I'm going to, you know, prioritize these friendships? And so to me, that doesn't feel worth it. And I think I will feel different if I gain another inch or two. Like my thought for today is I am currently trying on acceptance. I think I'm okay with this inch. I don't think I immediately need to turn my body into a project or rearrange my priorities. I think I'm okay. And maybe it's because I am so clear on my goals. I am so clear that the book is the priority and that this is second, and I can see that the book is what it's going to compete with. And again, I think that's this is not to meant to this is not meant to be a commercial for the Elegant Excellence Goals Journal. I didn't even have the journal written down one time in my notes here. But as I start talking, I think for me it's that I had so many competing priorities for so many years. <laughs> and I tried so many things. I tried business partners, I tried working harder, I tried hiring more help, and I tried creating more products, like, and none of it worked. 
I just had too many stated priorities. And the, the, the years of going through the journal is what helped to get me to the place that now I have such clarity. I think it's allowing me to be like, I see what I would have to give up. And that doesn't feel worth it. But maybe post-book, I'll feel differently. I don't know. Maybe once the manuscript is done, et cetera, like maybe six months from now, I'll come back and say, actually, like, I'm in a season where I'm really wanting to move my body and it's bothering me that I was so sedentary for so long and that it's like I feel like I have this open space now after the book and I'm really feeling excited and committed. Maybe. But right now, I see what the trade-off is. And that may be because it's five pounds and not 25. You know, they're, they're, that's why I say, like, if it was, if it was three inches, I might be like, oh my gosh, this feels so far from what peace and home in my body feels like. This is too discordant. This isn't a shift. You know, maybe I will reach another tipping point. If I'm right, maybe this is an age thing and maybe, you know, every few years it'll keep going up. I don't even know how much I can like, you know, exercise it away. Who knows? But I think it's just important to remember that my feelings today don't have to be set for life that I can change my mind. And I think sometimes because we have such trauma as women around our bodies and our weight and our beauty and so much guilt and shame and disappointment and discouragement, all of those things, I think sometimes we can be afraid. It's almost like like I'm terrified to let myself go. I think that may be the underlying narrative for some of us at some times. It's like, but what if I give myself this inch and my body takes a mile and suddenly I'm fat and none of my clothes fit and I am hideous and I feel disgusting and then I'm in this huge hole and I have to just completely change my lifestyle. It's going to take five years to get all the weight off that I gained in five months. I mean, we can go down this real spiral into what if it's so intense. And I think we talked about this two weeks ago in the uh, character versus circumstance conversation. I think sometimes we get such drama queens with ourselves that it's just about being the really calm, wise, chill, rational friend that's like, but what if it is just an inch? What if nothing changes in the next five years? And I mean, honestly, five years from now, like, let's deal with that then, right? Who knows what's going to be happening? I mean, we can't plan for every eventual future. But for right now, if it's this for the next five years, do you think maybe, you know, you're okay with it? And I also want to be really clear. There is no shame if I or you do want to lose the weight. I am not saying that it is a bad thing to want to change your body, to feel that you're not feeling really healthy and in your own skin. That's actually a really important point because I remember that time I alluded to earlier that I think was after Jeremy and I were newly dating and I posted something on Instagram about realizing I'd gained about five pounds and my clothes were fitting tight and that I had just been overdoing it. I'd just been overeating and I, I, I can't remember what I was doing at the time. I was like, so I'm just like, we're gonna not drink for a month, we're gonna whatever. And the number of people in my comments, it was actually very upsetting to me. Not like upsetting on a personal level, but like more on a global level that I was like, guys, commenting on one another's bodies and telling one another what to do with our bodies is inappropriate and unhelpful no matter which side of the spectrum that you're on. There were so many women that were like, no, don't put yourself on a diet. Don't give in to thin culture, whatever. And I was like, no, I just know my body. I haven't been treating her well. 
And I like my clothes and I want them to to fit. And I'm just eating too many burgers and pizza and like drinking too much. Like I just I just want to be healthier. That's not a bad thing. So this is in no way to say that everyone needs to make this decision. I only want us to acknowledge that the expected societal default I have been raised with in this culture is that I should want to lose it. I will want to lose it. I do want to lose it. The project of fixing my body and trying to keep it small enough and and young enough and all of that is the default. And that doesn't mean it's necessarily the wrong answer. I just hope that we can all start to question really what it will take, why we want it, what it means, as opposed to accepting the default without needing to vilify that sometimes the default answer still might be our authentic right one for us once we have considered it. I just think it's really important to be more honest with ourselves about what we are giving up in order to change or accomplish or achieve something. And I'm genuinely fine with our answers either way, as long as we're being honest about the trade-offs of our choice and not just expecting ourselves to add more and more to our plate without burnout or misery. Because that's where the real crux comes, right? That you already have so much on your plate. You already have so much that you're doing with your time and your energy and your money and your mind and your focus. And there's so much more you want to do that you aren't doing. So it's acknowledging that our bodies and our beauty are one of those things. They take time and attention. And you may be in a place today where you actually are not giving it the time and the attention that it needs to truly be healthy and functioning and optimal. And that might mean getting rest. It might mean moving your body. It might mean eating more cleanly. It might be going to the doctor. It might, you know, that might be getting your eyes checked. There can be a variety of things that we deprioritize ourselves. Or I think it can be so easy, subtle, sneaky for us to say, well, I should be doing these things. So I, I must be able to find a time to cram it in without having to either give things up or make myself insane with what my schedule is. And that's just the trade-off that I want us to be honest with today. So I hope that this leaves you feeling encouraged, thoughtful, curious, and more empowered to make the right decisions for you about what makes you feel the most beautiful in your skin and in your life. next Wednesday.